You are now listening to the Divorce Diaries podcast with your host. Well, that's a secret. No names, ages, or any other identifying characteristics will be used as we protect the young and innocent. You'll be taken on a journey as one man considers getting a divorce or remaining married. The Divorce Diaries daily entries chronicle the decision-making processes in real time as they unfold day by day. He hopes to add a bit of clarity to his sometimes muddled mess of a marriage. Cheating, overspending, sex, sadness, and betrayal are the characteristics of this marriage. Is he making the right choice? Welcome to The Divorce Diaries. Entire seasons are released on Patreon weeks before anywhere else at Divorce Diaries Podcast Patreon page. Link below in description. Now for today's episode. Divorce Diaries, September 12th, 2020. Welcome. One and all. Having a, um, had a decent day on the 12th, um, with her, and, uh, the, the structure's still there, you know, she's definitely someone that, um, being married to would not be the worst thing in the world, but the foundation of who she is is, is definitely still there, and that foundation is a, um, is a selfish, but not, not selfish like, um, gimme gimme it's mine um more like self-interested and it's i had a lot of seasoning yesterday because remember i just had um i just had eye surgery and um corrective surgery so it's um so in that eye surgery that i had i'm kind of down a little bit you know i I can't really i can't really see much and got to keep my eyes closed most of the day when i say most i mean like 95 percent of the day um, she's kind of scurrying around getting things for me and everything and doting but like I've said this is not another entries she is not the doting loving caring compassionate I'm with you type when I'm totally healthy and I have to be honest my wife anyway I don't know if others are this way I've only been married the one time but my wife it's at either end of the extreme she's giving me 100% all of what she has based on the circumstance or she's giving me none based on the circumstance and I just wonder what it would be like if our relationship was just a big pile of I'll handle it as it comes hey honey how was your day my day was okay good to be home though yeah same here Maybe we can sit and watch a sit and have a little wine, watch a little TV later. Sounds good. Just give me an hour to decompress, and then uh, about seven, I'll see you at the see you on the couch. Make it seven thirty, because I got to do a little bit of schoolwork. All right, sounds good. Just little things like that. It's just it sounds so simple. I know it is, but life is this like rally back and forth of compromise. And that means your pendulum doesn't really swing to either extreme. Hey, honey, here, here's the contrast. Hey, honey, how was your day? <sighs> you know, uh, grumble, grumble, horrible things of the day. Yeah, same here. Grumble, grumble, horrible things of the day. Okay. One could argue we just bonded over the horrible things that we have to persevere through 
in our in our lives at work. So yep, a lot of couples do that. But we we did just start a spirit of negativity instead of pushing it down like we did in the initial example. Hey, uh, how about we? Uh, I could use a drink tonight. How about we uh, sit and you know, how about I pour some some scotch? Sit down while I watch the game. Uh, you've set up a one-sided thing for you because you've self-centeredly thought about your day, which is why you wanted to declare your problems from your day, and then you self-centered thought about your own drink because I'm I maybe drink more whiskey and my wife maybe drinks more wine but um in the initial example I said hey I bought some wine and we sit and watch some TV wine is something I know she likes TV is not very specific but we just know our butts will be next to each other's butts on the couch and we'll be watching something but whiskey that sort of shuts her out at the very least it might make her say well all right, but I'll have wine instead. So there was just a little bit of combativeness between the two of us. I'll have wine. Okay, sure, you'll have wine. And I also said parameters. I think I'll watch the game. Uh, I don't really want to watch the game, so I'll just, you know, eh, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not in the mood for any whiskey, and uh, I'll just I'll go up and I'll watch a little bit of, I don't know, Touched by an Angel. She wants to watch something she wants. I'm like, man, and I'm thinking I had a hard day. I just want to have some whiskey and sit down and relax with my wife while I'm watching the game. She plays on her phone most of the time anyway, so what does she care that I watch? Combat. Jeez, he really wants to just offer. He's only thinking about his day. I didn't have the best day either. Gosh, that's why. It seems like he's so selfish. He just only worries about himself. I'm just going to go up here. It'd be better anyway. I'll watch Touched by an Angel. That always lifts my spirits. You see that? It's just, that's what I mean. No one's really being selfish in that way, but people are being self-centered and self-interested. And that's what my wife is most of the time. Just a self-interested person. And when I need stuff or she needs stuff, her interests are what lures her. So right now she's very interested in making me very, very comfortable in spite of my surgical state. And that's our goal. And as soon as I'm healed and I'm back doing things myself and I'm back, you know, she'll get on to some other project. It won't be, you know, she wants to make every single meal for me now. What do you what kind of pizza do you want? I've got it on the plate for you. Come on in, honey. Just want to let you here's your pizza. Can I get you something to drink? Is that enough ice? Like, Jesus fucking Christ. This is a lot of doting. And I'm not saying it's great because I don't. I actually don't like it. And with the doting, I mean, geez, how about just because it's Tuesday, just because it's Tuesday, how about you say, hey, um, I was actually going to go make myself dinner because here's what normally happens during the week and weekend. I just walk into the dining room and she's just eating a plate of food. We have children that live in our home and she's just eating her dinner. When I get hungry or I look at the clock and I see that, oh, it's about time for the kids to eat. It's about time for us to sit down as a family and have dinner. I then go and I prepare their food. I prepare their plates, prepare my plate. You know, if it's leftovers, which most of the time it is, <laughs> I'm microwaving everything. 
microwaving it all, trying to time it so all, all, all the other plates can hit the table hot, calling the kids, come on down, come on up, come on from in there, come on, wash your hands, wash up. And she just sits there and eats and I'm, and sits, sits there because she's already finished eating. She's finished eating maybe 45 minutes ago. Well, you could say, oh, well, why is that? Does she like to eat earlier? Is she on an intermittent fasting thing? Yeah, whatever, some of the time. But the thing is, because she's so self-interested, hey guys, I'm about to make myself dinner. Do you guys want to eat now? I know it's sort of early, but if you guys want to eat, we should all eat together. Just something like that, just to show that you are not solely worried about yourself. You are solely worried about yourself and you're super duper offended when I bring it to you and say, hey, you're eating dinner again? Granted, I know I could approach it differently. I know that in it, in the microcosm, I am not approaching my wife in a compassionate, loving way. I am not approaching my wife like this. Hey, um, you noticing that you're, you're eating dinner. I mean, we'd really like to eat with you. And, um, maybe you could just ask us when, when you're ready to eat. And maybe some of us, at, at least me, I could eat with you. I don't mind eating a second dinner with the kids, but I'd like to sit with you. Well, shit, I did that. I did that the first maybe 20 times she did it. But then I get pissed off and I'm like, look, why aren't you saying anything about dinner? And this is why I definitely still want a divorce. It's because of the responses and the responses are typically something like, what? I'm hungry and it's early. I know you guys don't eat as early as I do. So that's why I do it. Okay. Defensive. Remember, I already said 10, 20 times I've asked you, hey, and the only time I get that response is when I sort of come in a little hot, a little hot under the collar, a little pissed, all those things. And I'm like, what the hell? What are you doing? Really? Like, and then I say something like, do you not want to eat with us? The obvious answer to that question is, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's not that I don't want to eat with you guys. Why the fuck would you say things like that? See, you're so negative. That's what I get in response. And I'm like, the 20 attempts of me trying to be positive and eat with you, it seems like you haven't changed your behavior at all. You haven't asked us. You haven't asked me. Even when I told you, hey, I may want to eat with you. And I think that us eating together, because see, here's, here's my value set. And this is another reason why I want a divorce. Our values are not the same. My value set is the entire family sitting down without a television or anything in front of us, breaking bread together and just things organically happening is the best way for children to be raised and the best way for family to operate. If everyone's been spread between work, school, sports, and everyone's had their own individual lives in buckets, totally separated and segregated from each other. One of the best things that you can do at the end of the day is turn everything off, sit down with a cup with, with some hot plates in front of you and just eat. Conversations will spark. Laughter might happen. Serious issues might say, oh, we'll talk about that after dinner. 
after dinner plans might be made. Hey, how about we watch some reruns of Maury Povich? <laughs> That'll be great. Yeah. How about Game Show Network afterward? Family Feud is funny. So now we've taken this family time and then we've parlayed that and pushed that into a little bit more family time. That's cool. Really cool. And I've expressed just how important that is to me. Well, I don't think it's that big a deal that we eat together right there. That is why I want a divorce. That shut down from my wife and that shut down from most women. I say that I think something is valuable. I even list reasons. This isn't really up for debate. And I'm not saying that like a tyrant, like this isn't up for debate. Shut the fuck up. No, what I'm saying is I've just given you really good reasons in my mind why something should happen. Now, we're married and we're parenting children together. If I am your equal partner in your view, if I say very pragmatic, practical and understandable reasons for why something should happen, like I think that sitting down together, having a meal is great for our family. It gets us to unplug and we talk, we have fun, we get to look at each other and it might lead us to more family time after before the kids have to go to bed because our days are wired and rushed from the time we get up and everyone's running off to school and work, then everyone's running home and trying to do the bureaucratic schoolwork that they've gotten assigned to them from their teachers. And we're trying to steal a little bit of time and or we're making dinner or one of us is making dinner or one of us is getting home late. And between the hours of six and 8 p.m., only two hours that we might get to spend with each other, which the kids are going to want to fill with their friend time, possibly outdoor time, meeting up with people, phone time, social media time, whatever their social interaction is. We may only have the 30 to 40 minutes sitting down each night for dinner. That's it. That's the only time we may have while they're scurrying back and forth, getting plates, silverware, napkins, setting the table, getting the drinks while we're kind of talking, buzzing about the kitchen and dining room. The 30 to 40 minutes around dinner may be the only time we have every night to spend with our kids. I just laid out that case for you as their mom from their dad. I told you this is what I want. And everything that I just said is reasonable. And she says, no, I mean, I'll sit with you guys, but I'm not going to. No, I don't understand what the big deal is. Gosh, it's like you're making a. Okay, if I was better, if I was smarter, I would have married someone that didn't feel that way, that didn't think that way. I would have married someone that said, holy shit, you're right. I didn't realize how much me eating away from the family was not family time. And then us not eating together was also not family time. And what will make matters worse is because she already ate. Here's what typically happens. I end up making all of the plates by myself. She doesn't even come in to assist with that part. She doesn't even, and, and one of the kids, cause you know how kids get caught in the middle. One of the kids, 
Yay, I can spend time with mommy. Mommy, mommy, mommy. And I'm and I'm now I'm the bad one because they've started some activity, some bullshit activity at dinner time. But I mean it's not a bullshit activity, but it is a bullshit activity because my wife already ate. The kid that she's playing with didn't eat. So now I'm the parent calling from the other room, come on in here. Stop doing that fun thing to come do what I'm telling you to do. So already I'm bad cop to the kid right there. And the kid looks at mom, do I have to go? And mom, horrible person that she can be, looks at her. Yeah, I guess so, sweetie. We'll pick it up later. <sighs> you know, you gotta eat and he's ruining our time. But if you, if, if you hurry up and eat, maybe we can get back and we can do more. So now kid comes in and kid's pouting because kid had to stop doing something kid wanted to do. And kid wasn't met with responsible parents saying, oh yeah, 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 oh, you know what? This will be here when we get back, but let's go spend our family time. Come on, let's go in there. Oh, let's, let's go help your dad. I know he's, he's whipping up those plates. Let's go help your dad. And the kid's like, oh, okay, mom. Feeling great about it because mom is also happy and anxious to get up and run in and help and assist and pitch in and be a productive member of the family. So the kid that wants to follow mom is like, yes, mom, that's great. I want to help. Can I get the silverware? I'm going to get the napkins. That's what the kid's doing. But when you marry a shitbag, selfish wife, and I'm only saying she's a shitbag because of the things that she does in those situations. And I know that it might seem like, oh, you're getting more and more angry. It's like, you don't understand. Or, you know what? Let me take that back. I'm sure that you do understand. This is my diary. But when something has been happening in your life over and over and over for years and years and years, you go from, let's see, level one. You go from level one, which is, hey, you know, um, I think you're... I don't think it really goes that way. You know, eh, I don't think it really goes that way. Just follow me here. Follow me. I know I'm not giving much context, but follow me. I don't really think it goes that way. Second, third, fourth, fifth time something said, eh, you know, it's it's not really like that. Half dozen to a dozen times it happens again. You know, stop. You're wrong. That's where you're, That's where you go now. A few more times. Look, cut it out please. I've already told you you're wrong. So stop it. It's pissing me off. You start to declare an emotion. You get a little bit more volume, get a little more anger. That thing happens again. Look, just keep that shit to yourself. Oh, you've just cursed. Your volume's changed. Your anger's gone up even more. And your annoyance factor is almost at an all-time high. The thing happens again. Look, shut up. Fuck you. You're not going to change. You're a piece of shit. You just got this. You got this from your mom. Whoa. Okay. That thing that happened the one time it went from, yeah, I'm not really sure that it's like that. Very cautious, tame approach. And it went all the way up to anger, annoyance, name calling, connecting to your mother and other things. That's what ang that's what happens with anger. That's why I say that shit bag my wife because right now I'm just upset. And this is my diary. I can say whatever the fuck I want. 
but it's frustrating because I've had a lot of dinners with my wife. I've had a lot of times my kid hits the corner coming into the dining room and my kid's looking at me with that pouty look. You're making me do something I don't want to do. And mom, the good cop, I was in there doing something that I wanted to do. You took me away from that, meanie. First time you see that, you know, it's, it doesn't feel good. And you know there's a direct person to blame. But you don't go in hot, which I didn't. I didn't go in hot. I tried to acknowledge it. I tried to point her in the direction of understanding. Hey, you know, starting that activity with her, the kid is fine. It's not a bad thing, but you know, when it's dinner time, she's kind of coming in upset. So if there's something that you can do, you know, maybe, maybe helping me out because I am making the plates for the majority of the family by myself, you know, you could help me out. Gosh, well, I just had a long day and I just really wanted to decompress. Well, you know what? You fucking decompress while I compress. Stark difference from what I said at the beginning of this diary entry. Hey, how are you? Hmm. You know, rough day, but what else are you going to do? How about you? How about your day? Yeah, a little bit of the same. No sense in talking about it now. Well, how about a little bit of wine later and we sit and watch a little something on TV after dinner? Sounds good. Two people staying at one pace, one cadence, one voice. Being open, but not too open, because it's not even going to be productive talking about the shitty days we had. Agreeing to meet up on the couch and watch a little something on TV. It's just the way it has to go. That's the way good marriage should go, um, I think. When you're dealing with a self-centered person, which I can be too, at times, but it takes me a long time to get there because I'm, I'm definitely more in that people-pleaser bucket, the provider bucket, the sacrificial bucket. Yeah, I know everybody thinks that. I sacrifice too. Just the fact that you said that probably means you don't sacrifice. It's people that sacrifice, they usually don't call it out. And they especially don't call it out in response to someone saying that they sacrifice. I sacrifice too. You're defending yourself is what you're doing. And that's fine. Defend yourself. That's who I married. I married a person that defends themselves, that blames other people for their stuff. She even said yesterday, I said, you're still of the mindset that I'm the reason that you cheated, right? Yeah, you are. Which, to an extent, I understand that to be true. People people cheat. But um, but the, the cheat is the act part. <laughs> That's the act. But um, the things you did when you cheated. <laughs> the, um, oh my gosh. The, when we were leaving marriage counseling. And I, um, when we were leaving marriage counseling. And I hadn't yet figured it out because I had to figure it out. She didn't tell me. I had to figure it out with going through cell phone records and shit. I was that that guy, that simp. That was me, idiot. So while we were leaving marriage counseling, and she's been lying for like eight sessions in marriage counseling, I'd seen the phone records. We'd leave at 401, 405. She's on the phone with the same number. So she's calling this guy to tell him about what's happening at our marriage counseling sessions absolute scum my wife so that's what i'm saying hey oh maybe i created an environment where you're like oh 
my my self-esteem's low this that whatever and i'm with this other guy okay but your conscious decisions to call this person and tell them while you're lying in marriage counseling the entire time about having an affair and that nothing's going on with you while you're lying the entire time and then to call him and tell him whatever the fuck you're telling him i assume you're talking if you're calling right after our marriage counseling session i'm pretty sure you're talking about me and us and what is said and how stupid i am for fucking believing you <laughs> he you know he still doesn't know yet <laughs> he still doesn't know yet he still got no idea whatever you were telling him that is what makes you a shitty person and that is why i want to divorce you have i don't think that there is a good bone in my wife's body for me i've seen her be a narcissistic enabler to children to her family and she's allowed herself to be the mat that many people wipe their feet on that's my wife and uh and i've given her possibly the equivalent of the world and i'm not i'm not rich or anything like that but i gave her all that i had and i loved her with all the love that i had in a very flawed way a very damaged way sometimes not the best um and i'm a damaged person too but man i loved her a lot and for her to do the things that she's done over the years it just shows that she doesn't love me at least she doesn't love me the way that i thought she would and because of that i 100 want a divorce and she can be this person just by herself i don't have to be affected by her any longer i don't have to accept her wiping her feet on me i don't yeah still want a divorce even though she's doting over me now thanks to my eye surgery i know this will pass that'll be that wow that was the Divorce Diaries podcast. The Daily Saga will continue tomorrow. The full season's episodes are on Patreon now. Subscribe for early access. Click the Patreon link in the description. Hopefully, these entries help our anonymous recorder as a form of his own personal therapy. That's his hope and his intention. Will these recordings of life's curveballs lead this family to the best resolution in the end? We'll keep listening. New episodes are released daily on all podcast players, but all episodes are available on Patreon at Divorce Diaries Podcast Patreon page. Until next time.